So my name is Paula. Hi, Paula. Hi, Yasmin. I'm Yasmin. Yeah, Yasmin Hamdan. Thank yeah. you so much for meeting with me today. Um, you're here in Brooklyn, and you know you're kicking off this tour for this new album. And I was wondering, you know, how does it feel to to be here? Does it feel different from last time? No, no, because I haven't had the chance to to spend more time. Um, I was stopped by a guy today, as you know, asking me if I wanted to fight Trump with him. You know, some people are doing some activism in the street, but aside from that, I'm not. I don't know. I I'm not sure things have changed. I'm sure they did, but I I didn't sense it yet. I didn't have the time or the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And what are you looking forward to most for for tomorrow? It's you know new material. Yeah, it's actually I'm a bit nervous because <laughs> it's it's gonna be the it's our first show with this new record. So it's rather exciting. It's it's always so exciting to be here. It's a, I don't know I get a great energy so and a great boost. So it's kind of nice to be away from you know places I know better. Uh, even though I spent some time here, I still always have the same kick when I come here. So that's nice. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to it, actually. It's been sold out since, you know, a few days. And um, I will have friends coming to the show. And um, the band is great, my band. So, and we rehearsed, we prepared a lot. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm really excited. Is there a reason why you're starting in Brooklyn? Or did it just... Kind of. It's just because we had the you know the time the the big ear festival uh, mm-hmm. we had it we had we were programmed and we decided to just do the Brooklyn show because we're gonna release the we're releasing the record here with uh, Ipecac, uh the label um, and so yeah we 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 thought it was a good opportunity to do it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just a bit random, but a bit like you know, not exactly random because we had the, you know, the two things co- coincide together. And then I kind of also, you know, after this question, I wanted to kind of go all the way back to the beginning in a way and mm-hmm. kind of ask you what your earliest memory related to music is. Mm, that's an interesting um, question. I have two very early memories. Uh, one, I was really small, and we were living abroad, and my mother was listening to Feru's song, "Pebbaki uh, Lubnan," which which is a kind of a, a, a nostalgic, sad song, anyway, and relate in a way related to war and to what was happening at that time. And my mother started, uh, you know, not crying, but. You know, she became very emotional, and I was very surprised. And I asked her, and I remember her trying to explain to me what what it was, what that emotion was, and why this song was creating this emotion in her. And I I remember feeling touched by that. And you know, I was small. Maybe I was maybe four or five years old. Yeah, what I need, 
that was the first memory. Um, and I, I was kind of very sensitive to music. The second one was um, a song of Adawiya, Ya Bint Sultan. He's this really very popular um, Egyptian singer, amazing, from the 80s. Um, maybe 70s, I don't know, yeah, 80s. And uh, I remember he has this song and it used to drive me crazy, you know? And I was just, I didn't understand why, but I would just start act weird. When I would hear it, I was just, whoa. And I was, it was my sister's birthday. We used to live at this, you know, on, uh, in, a, in a building at the, at the 10th floor. And probably I needed to attract attention, but anyway, everybody was here, her friends, and I. They put this song, and I just went wild, and I escaped, and everybody started to search for me, and I was hiding somewhere down, you know, down the building, and just my heart was, you know, shake. I was all shaky, and 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 I realized that, you know, it was, it was a very dramatic moment for me, you know, musically. Yeah, I I was I was sensitive to music um, at a very early uh, stage. Uh, my father loves listening to to music. He loved Beethoven, so Beethoven back. He loved Feroz, uh, Ziad Rahbani. Um, yes, Im Kalthum. So in a way, you know, it was around me. My grandmother was singing all the time uh, Asmahan's song. song. So the first time I, I really heard Asmahan's real original song, I was shocked. Because, you know, I always knew my grandmother's version. <laughs> Even there are, when we started singing with, with the Wisokis, when we started search, singing for, um, you know, Kolondif, uh, Kolonahif, um, this, this cover song from... Uh, um, Amar Zanni. I had never heard the original song. I only knew my grandmother's version, and that's how I started singing it. Going off of that a little bit, talk, you know, I'm sure these were these are influences, right, for you mm. as a musician. Mm. But were there other figures in your life, maybe mentors or people that in music, in music, or in life, in life a lot, yeah. a lot. I've, I've uh, yeah, I've met amazing people, and I've also read amazing people, and uh, you know, so yeah, many. I would say many artists saved my life in a way. Um, because I was um, I was a very existential kid, so in a way it um, it was a refuge for me. Music, literature, um, later on cinema became something quite important for me more and more. Um, yeah, many people. I mean, I started. I would say that. Um, when I started doing music in the beginning, I was not singing Arabic, but I was not, you know, I was, I was kind of 
doing like everybody here, you know, every little, every kid almost has a band, you know, at school or whatever. In Lebanon, it was end of the civil war, after the civil war, it was it was a different environment, so it was not very common. And when I when you know when I started doing music, it was we, we I just wanted to have a you know a, a more romantic life, you know, like something more sexy to do um, than than other kids in my school. It was I was a bit bored actually. Um, I, I I used to find the environment a bit conservative because I had not lived there a lot. So so yeah, I started. You know, listening to PJ Harvey and The Cure and um, Sonic Youth and uh, uh, Neil Young. You know, the first time I heard Neil Young, my heart broke. I don't know why, but it was one one record, and it just like I wouldn't understand what he's talking about, and I don't really care. But he just, I was so emotional. Kid Bush, uh, Bjork. Um, Portishead, uh, you know, Chet Baker. I used to love him because he's very calm. He calms me down, actually. Um, yeah, many artists like that. Radiohead, I used to like them very much. Um, and then I I started, because I had no education in music, uh, because I had lived in really many countries, and in some of the countries I lived in, I had no access to any kind of music, so I kind of had to educate my myself and my ears. So I became like a bully maker. I started like listening to everything, and and f- I don't know, you know, you cannot explain. This is chemistry. So some artists would just touch me really deep. Uh, I was really into um, what's her name, um, Summertime. What's her name? Janis <laughs> <Dennis> Joplin. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, Jefferson's Airplane. Um, yeah, and I kind of some some psychedelic bands and stuff. Um, I have I have funny stories like Zaid Hamdan, with whom I you know I started Soap Kills. He when I met him, he was a DJ in a radio, Wee FM or something like that, like a hard rock radio. <laughs> and, and I you know one time I went to visit him at the radio, so it was like in a very popular neighborhood in Beirut. So I ring the bell. A, a very a veiled woman opens the door, like veiled black woman, and I'm says, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm, it's it's maybe a mistake." She says, "No, what do you want?" I said, "I'm searching for a hard rock radio." She says, "Oh yeah, it's from here," and it's actually her brother. So it's you know they had built a small like wooden wall, and then you would walk in the house and go to the radio, and then when the radio closed, they you know, because I wanted to, you know, to hear more music. So Zaid came with like a huge box of hard rock cassettes and said, okay, you want to learn? So here we go. <laughs> and, you know, so I started listening to all of that too, which which is funny anyway. Um, so, yeah, but but then the the real, I mean, I started doing music, music this way, but the real click, like uh, what, the shtick that happened really was when I... Um, yeah, when I fell on Asmahan, Asmahan, who is a Syrian old, you know, uh, singer. She died in the 40s in the Nile. She has an amazing voice and amazing music, very edgy and very profound. And she has, you know, she's kind of, I don't know, I felt she was very free and uh, I was very touched by her voice. And I was in a party and I had... You know, I had a really great time, and it was maybe four o'clock 
you know, at the BO18 or something. I was preparing to go back home and the DJ, I was, you know, it was maybe a few people left and the DJ just put her. And I just, I, the next day I went to the city and I started trying to find, because I asked him who, who this woman was, because I knew my grandmother used to sing that song. So, so I went and I found her music and through her, I kind of got introduced to a lot of other artists. Abdul Wahab, for example, is kind of my guru. Abdul Wahab is this Egyptian composer and singer. You know, he, he died in the 80s, but I'm completely in love with him. And so I obsessed with, in the beginning, with Asmahan and Abdul Wahab. Abdul Wahab, I was, you know, I used to listen to the same song 100, 100 times a day. Which song? Ah, um, El Gandul. El Gandul, I loved it. And I also love Kilo, uh, Cleopatra. And it's it's long songs, and I, he also has songs because I have I collect old music, so I have like recordings of him singing at the age of nine or, or ten or and eleven and things like that, things that are amazing. And this guy has an incredible voice, and he has amazing tracks, uh, not very well known, you know. So, but but the ones I really practiced singing actually was uh, yeah I practiced on Gondol and Cleopatra. And, you know, I started singing Arabic without really knowing the codes or the, you know. Um, and I was not at all into, you know, singing like it should be sang. Like I was not into codes and um, I respect that, but I could not pretend that I would be that person. So I had to find my way and my voice in the, in the middle of that. And and it organically, like naturally, I want, I, you know, I felt like I was going to learn singing through hearing and not, you know, I tried going to conservatoire and stuff like that, but I just said, I just don't fit in those spaces. I just, I can't. So it was not good for me. And, and so that's how I became, like really everything goes through my ears, really. And that's, that's how I learned singing and composing. listening to or even watching cinema or reading um, while you were making and working on this new album? 
this one. Hmm. I researched a lot. I do that a lot. So I can't. I you know, if if I give you a list of things I I listen to every day, you would just say um. It's boring. It's too many details. <laughs> so let's skip the details. I would say that I was listening to a lot of like um, contemporary bands or artists from all over the world, uh, and I'm I'm really into old stuff. So aside from you know the usual suspects that I listen to, Asmahan Abdulhamdulkutum, you know Zakiya Hamdan, ta 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 ta. I also research a lot Gulf music because I lived in the Gulf and I really feel it's a home, homey environment for me, and I love their music. I love their rhythms, and it's, uh, the melodies are very pop to my ears. It's very pop. Um, I re I listened a lot to Sudani music. It's a little bit Chinese, by the way. Oh. Yeah, I think it's like there's a the mo modes are a little bit Chinese, so. I listen to I listen to a lot of um, uh, Pakistani music, uh, Tuareg music. Mm, yeah, so everything really. Um, I'm I've been reading a lot. I mean, when I have the time, because I it's very difficult to have the peace of mind and to just have s some solitude in the city for me at least if if you put me in an environment where i have the sea or the sun or you know nature then i would read a lot more it's more difficult for me in the city but uh, i read a lot i've been reading john berger uh he's amazing uh the shape of a pocket uh but that that is a book i've read before but i read each time uh the Seventh Man, I think. The other, anyway. So books like that. Tolstoy. Um, I've been reading some meditation stuff because I'm I'm been trying really hard to be more spiritual. <laughs> it's been a really a tough thing. I mean, I am, but just to be more disciplined in that field, and it's weird. It's weird. Uh, it's um, it's interesting. So I yeah I read a lot. You, you know I try to read things about Zen and meditation and stuff. So I, I've read interesting books about that. Have you found like meditating and reading about spirituality influenced your your, yeah. your vibe on this record? Yeah, or? I I think it. I mean I think it's it's not the same. Uh, I wouldn't say it's the same thing, but they're cousins. I would say that music is 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 a is a space where um, you can heal many things. Uh, you can meditate, contemplate, question things, take some distance. Um, it's an it's an interesting environment for that, and um, and there's something very spiritual, at least for me, in music, and so there's always a spiritual reason in a way why I hear music and it has an, a really interesting effect on me, on my body, on my just, you know. I I realize that sometimes I would enter a place and I would really feel nauseated or really bad because of the music. That is like, I had I had this cafe I used to go to at university in Beirut. Every time I would enter, I would have like, not panic attacks, but really big anxiety. Then I realized that, that it was the music. They they put like 
all this French horrible music, romantic, <laughs> really, really horrible music, and sometimes English horror, and you know, in Lebanon, they're they're they've been stuck with Hotel California since 1950 or something, or maybe 19th century, <laughs> you know. So they put there's this radio station, forgot the name, maybe Nostalgie or something like that. They put it every single day. So it's kind of, I became, started having allergies and intolerances. Like uh, California, Hotel California free, free you know, um, uh, allergies anyway. So, so, you know, you mentioned, um, you know, these influences from these places you lived. Mm-hmm. And it makes me kind of wonder... Um, you know, about music and how it can kind of give us a sense of belonging somewhere, you know, a sense of an identity. And you talk a lot in in your interviews kind of about, you know, having lived in many places and like this idea of home. And I was wondering if, you know, your thoughts on that and your feelings on that have kind of... Yeah, of course. How they are now. I'm a bit confused right now. I don't know. I don't know if I want to belong anymore to any place, to tell you the truth. And I think the world has become like this crazy place. Um, I'm kind of how I see it now is I want to challenge borders in my head and with myself and my limits and with my psychic and my. Um, I mean, I've always you know aimed for that but now I was I'm trying to I don't know look at things with a different perspective I don't know what home is like 100% because I do feel home in many places but at the same time I've been always a foreigner even in Lebanon when I lived there I've always felt like a foreigner in a way because I was not I didn't understand the codes all the way and I was not exactly uh, an insider. I was just both, and so so yeah. It's just uh, it's just for me a, uh, a a question I'm interested in, but I don't have answers. And I think through my work with music, I just have conversations, maybe with myself or with with you know a place where you know I'm supposed to come from. I don't know, but. I just roam around this idea. I've been asking myself, why is it so important to sing for me in, in, in Arabic? And why is it so important for me to do what I'm doing? And, and that's that that gives me like a big boost and, and a big drive and a sense of, you know, almost of, of, um, of a fight. Uh, but I'm trying to figure out why more deeply. So I'm, I'm in the middle of, you know, asking myself those questions, yeah. And it made me, um, in the song Ballad, on mm. the new record, you know, you, the words you use, at least the translations, are like, you know, orphan, and kind of alien, mm-hmm. and these are, they made me think also of, you know, the current, like, refugee crisis, and these displaced persons all over the world now, and... yeah. You know, it's just. I think it's a global, global feeling. I have that. I have the feeling that it's everywhere the same. You know, you have the, you know, the establishment and, and the ruling, you know, people. And you know, there's a huge, um, 
difference between the richer and the poorer and and so and there there are a lot of injustices happening and in a way uh yeah it's it's very difficult to fight um yeah fight something that's been you know if if you look at for example big companies you know it's 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 very difficult to be one person you know in front of a big machine and it's it's kind of the capitalist growing you know uh, machinery that is a bit crazy and this song is probably starts you know is is about you know a lebanese taxi driver but it can also you know it can also be a universal other taxi driver i'm 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 fascinated by taxi drivers I'm, and it's funny every time i take a taxi driver for a long ride for example in new york he's egyptian or something and we start talking about politics and women and i don't know what and we fight of course because we're never you know we don't we were never um on the same when it comes to women or i don't know what but but it's it's funny and uh, yeah in Beirut that's my way of connecting to the place when I go there I just have a lot of conversations political conversation and I'm, it makes me feel good because I I, I can uh, I can spit on everybody with him and I'm like and and this is and, you know you meet really in, interesting and intelligent person and uh, it makes me sad also to feel that you know sometimes your luck is is just that you you were born in a place with less opportunities but in a way i cannot judge because probably this person you know you don't have access to the places where this person have joy and you know but but there's a really big feeling of discontentment and of um yeah being uh being um exploited Uh, Beirut is becoming more and more difficult, a difficult place to live in. It's becoming more and more um, expensive. You have to pay three times your bills because everybody's, you know, uh, stealing from you, you know. And the the government, people in the government have been here since, like, since the civil war, actually. Now, now I understand why 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 they did the civil war just because they you know they they wanted to split the money and and they made it and so now they're established more than ever you know it's it's a big mafia it's exactly like how the mafia works mm-hmm. and the so the taxi driver you know these character are these uh, Jamilat like are these Because Mahmoud Darwish, Darwish has... Jamilat is more the the women. Women, right? Yeah, women. Actually, I have a lot of women characters in my songs, and they're all a bit, a bit weird and a bit imperfect. And I just imagine them in a, a situation, an environment, at at a point, at a moment. And um, and so yeah, I thought I thought with that song. I mean, it's it's Jamilat is a, is a, I'm I'm adapting Mahmoud Darwish poem poem. Jamilatuhun Jamilat. It's such a beautiful poem that just when I read it, I was just like, oh, this is for me. I need to make a song out of it. And I wanted to do something really sexy with it. So and not romantic. It's just like strong and positive and complimenting woman and in a way like an odd and like really empowering and um yeah i would look at it more as as a um yeah 
as a as a celebration of femininity in every person, you know, man or woman, or you know, uh, or any kind of sex um, um, person. Um, and uh, I, yeah, I was just you know a celebration of femininity and celebration of women uh, and in imperfections and contradictions because that's how I see beauty you know and it's not we're not talking about broken beauty we're talking about like just you know normal beauty beauty is just when it's you know everything is in contradiction so it kind of yeah kind of works with the characters I imagine in my songs too they're always a bit confused <laughs> anything that's perfection is something that it is perfection. not but perfection is something that's normally sought in feminine femininity then so maybe or 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 eventually in our societies but mm-hmm. yeah women we have like a big pressure on us you know we need to be just you know perfect in everything and also it's like there's the dictatorship of image and of being beautiful and being you know you know and being like lease and you know like facades and facades and facades but but then it's not exactly only that i mean it's it's because i um for me it's just it's a poetic beautiful poem full of beautiful metaphors and colorful and uh, and i felt very emotional when i read it what was it like putting those words, you know, his ideas into song? How did you... It's just, you know, you just, I just fell in love with the poem. And I just, you know, I, I had many demos. And at some point, I, I found the energy. Because I had like a very down demo with the same poem. It was like, you know, very like very romantic but then I felt no this should be really sexy and fun and like um, spicy so that's what I did So on the subject of women, um, I kind of want to talk a bit about, you know, you as a woman Mm -hmm. and a musician. Um, There are so many amazing collaborators on this album, but most most of them are men, at least the ones that stand out. And I wanted to ask you, you know, as a woman, how has, you know, I mean, I bet you only work with amazing people that are respectful (laughs) and talented. Mm -hmm. So I want to know about, you know, your experiences throughout the years. Has that kind of changed? Um, Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's it's a complicated environment, of course. But I work only with amazing people. And uh, so, yeah, there is no, like, tension or I would never, you know, accept being around any person that would be, like, you know, uh, macho or whatever just it like I am I have so much intolerance for that uh, that I can become a beast so I'd rather you know avoid that even if the person is like the most intelligent person in the world I would not be able to come close 
because I can I can become very wild and and lose control. <laughs> so it's not it's not like something. It's not even an option. So yeah, I don't I don't choose you know people I work with because of their you know um, gender. But um, it happened that yeah I had few collaborators. It's really fun and great to work with 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 women, but also with men because you know it's not so clear everybody has you know as we all have you know our feminine and you know masculine side and i tend to become more masculine when i'm in the studio in a way that i would like if i need to you know and and then i can become more feminine and it really depends on 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 the situation but yeah it just happened like that um i do I did work with uh, with many beautiful um, musicians on this record, and and thanks to them, I could you know make things happen the way you know I'm I'm really very proud of this record. I kind of you know uh, wanted it, planned it, etc. But of course, each one that was part of it really gave, gave a lot to it. So yeah. And is, um, like, I listened through the album, and I don't know, I felt it was like a journey in itself, kind of the progression. I was wondering if there was an intent behind the order of the songs. Mm, I'm very bad at doing the order. <laughs> I'm really, like, the worst. So it's the record label who does oh, it. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I'm, like, uh, I, I'm really stupid with that. So I'm I'm not the person whom you should ask this question for, <laughs> too. Um from like Yanas to Jamila, like did a lot change in general in yourself in your music? Yeah, I mean, I got older <laughs> and and more experimented and met more people and uh, and was more exposed and toured a lot and um, and enjoyed music in a different way and yeah, many things happened. I'm just uh, you know, you always it's a journey you. You grow, and your music grow, grows with you, and and it's uh, you know you have ups and downs, of course. It's not exactly like uh, always glamorous. You're just sometimes you're tired, you're depressed, you you don't know. You know, it's like everyone. You know, we're all sometimes a bit um, questioning things, and I think it's when you do music it's, or or art, sometimes it's you question things more because you you are very involved in a way emotionally um yeah so it's been going great actually i've been very happy and very lucky and very privileged to do what i do and what i love and uh, you know when i started nothing was it was so much not obvious that like it's crazy that i kind of i'm here today talking to you cuz you know it was and of the civil war, Lebanon. We didn't even have venues. We didn't even have musicians around us. Nobody believed, really. I mean, of course, we had people, you know, um, um, supporting us. But like, for example, my family and you know, many people it was very conservative environment, in a way, because people were like, "Oh, she's going crazy. What is she doing? Is, you know, she has. She's, you know, because." The idea of underground music or or alternative music was not even an option or didn't exist, and people would not even you know buy tickets to go to see a concert because we didn't have the culture. So I'm talking to you now, and 
and I've you know I've been touring everywhere and I have a great band and I've you know recorded with amazing artists and did amazing you know projects so yeah I think I'm really really happy and lucky <laughs> let's put it this way and do you plan to go to Lebanon on this tour I feel like the dates yeah not now but yeah of course in the mm-hmm. fall probably I mean we're starting yeah we're doing after that I'm going back to Paris I'm shooting a video clip in Lebanon so I have to prepare a little bit actually Celia Suleiman my partner who's, who's you know directing it so and then we have we, we have like a few gigs here and there and then we have the the intense tour in May and then I'm breaking in June because you know I, I haven't stopped since since you know you don't stop because every time you finish something then there's the next thing to finish and to do and it's it's a it's a really big thing to people think that recording an album is is kind of easy but if you want to do like a you know it's really really a lot of work it's like having I feel sometimes that I have like suddenly like two twin babies that I have to take care of like all the day so especially when you're promoting your record you're like oh so Skype doing interview don't know taking the car da, 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 going here and there it's great but it's um, it's weird <laughs> so what are you most looking forward to for on your break um just breaking just just you know walking and mm, doing some yoga and uh, going to the beach and um yeah just uh just having good meals gluten-free meals (laughs) it's a joke but yeah just you know having a good time and it's good to take the distance because it's um you know where you're in the middle of action you're you you tend to your world becomes smaller in a way because you're just like focused on what you do and um, you you're more nervous, you, you know, and it's good to just step or you know make a step away and just uh, look at things with a, with a more contemplative eye. So thank you, thank you I very mean, much. If there's anything else you'd like to say, no, thank you, on. thank you very much. Yeah.